Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is David J. Harris Jr. And I am right now want to give you behind the scenes. I'm heading over to my good friend Lance Wallnow's studio in order to do this interview with President Donald J. Trump. And my wife is with me. She just asked me, babe, are you nervous? And I said, I'm nervous sighted. <laughs> that's a that's a phrase she coined a while back. How long ago did you coin that phrase, babe? Mm, maybe like five years, four or five years ago. What was it that had you nervous sighted? Do you remember? I'm pretty sure it was a race. It was a race? Uh-huh. For those of you that don't know, my bride is a, is an avid outdoorsy. Uh, she did how, how many? Uh, they're like Ironman triathlons, but they're, they're uh, Spartan races. How many of those did you do in that one year? I think like 16. In one year, 16 races. She's beast mode when it comes to all that outdoorsy stuff. She got me to go do that one time, and it was the World Championships in Lake Tahoe. And I think it was, what, 15 miles, like 30 or 40 uh, obstacles all throughout the hills, mountains of Lake Tahoe. Anyway, nervous sighted is what she said, and that's how I feel right now. Are you kidding me? So I'm about to interview the greatest president of our lifetime and at least one of the greatest of all time for our country, President Donald J. Trump. And uh, I'm nervous sighted. That's that's the word for today. I'm so excited and uh, a tad nervous. I mean, I've got my questions. I've I've uh, looked at all the questions and comments from all of you that posted on my social media as far as what questions I should ask. And I'm listening to you and I'm uh and I added a few of my own, and I asked my bride what she thought, and asked my daughters what they thought, and some friends. But to get to interview Donald J. Trump, greatest president of our lifetime, how did this happen? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not with some big network. I don't have, uh, I don't have, uh, you know, I've, I guess I got a pretty good sized platform when it's not being censored. But still, not with a network, not not Joe Rogan. Uh, I'm not any of these other big name people that have been able to interview the president, but yet I am interviewing him today. So I just wanted to bring you a little behind the scenes on that before we get into the interview. And uh, just thank you all for reaching out. Please share this. I've got some some heart to heart questions I'm going to ask. And I think I hope my goal is always to unite the people, wake up as many as possible and then unite as many as possible to rally around what makes our country great. What and who is willing to stand up for what makes our country great. And I believe that's Donald J. Trump, without a doubt, period. And so my hope and goal is that some or many that, that maybe didn't vote for him this last election or maybe lost their confidence for whatever reason are going to hear something in my interview with the president that's going to make them say, you know what? I like him and he's got my support and he's got my vote. So it's going to be amazing. So up next, my interview with President Donald J. Trump. My name is David J. Harris Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show. Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is another episode with me. David J. Harris Jr., and I'm so excited today. Are you kidding me? I get to interview the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. (laughs) I am beside myself. I haven't hardly slept in three days. I've got my questions right here. So many questions that I pulled from so many of your comments. 
All of you on social media that uh, commented your love, your support, I'm going to make sure I share that with him. And then I've got some specific uh, questions that I want to ask him on topics that I know matter to you and matter to me. So I could not be more ecstatic, ecstatic, excited, and just uh, through the roof over the fact that little old me gets to interview Donald J. Trump. That is happening today. That is happening in just a few minutes as soon as we get the phone call. So uh, I, I just want to say thank you all for your support. I wouldn't be in this position to be able to even interview him if you guys didn't support me and share my videos. My hope with these questions and my goal is to hopefully wake some people up, especially some people on the liberal side, the independent side, and unite around a president that needs our support. We need true leadership right now. We need a commander in chief right now that actually, in my opinion, isn't senile, but is actually very brilliant. And that is exactly who I believe Donald Trump is and was as president. So hopefully we'll unite the people and hopefully we'll hear, we'll, we'll get some answers to some questions that'll put a lot of people at ease. The lockdowns, the, uh, the mandates, the mandatory vaccinations from people. You know what? We just need to understand what this president, what Donald J. Trump believes, feels, and, uh, and hopefully we'll get some good questions answered. So today's show is sponsored by my good friend, Mike Lindell. Friends, he's a patriot that needs our support. He employs over 2,500 people. Uh, of all backgrounds, all walks of life and races, some liberals and some, uh, some conservatives. But he's been slammed in the mainstream media. He's been canceled by over 25 big box stores. He needs our support, and I love his products. So that's why I love talking about them. So get over to MyPillow.com and use the code TRUMP2020. Mike said he was going to keep that code up because he believes it's not over. And with the audits that are coming out of Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, you never know. What I'm hoping and praying for is that it is not over. So get over to MyPillow.com and use that code TRUMP2020. And I believe we got the phone ringing right now. So please stay with me as I introduce and bring in the greatest president we've ever had, President Donald J. Trump. Are you kidding me? All right, go ahead, patch him in. Is this Mr. President Hello. Donald J. Trump? It is. How are you? Hi, are, David. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. How's it going? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I'm so excited to have you on the good. show with me today. Good, Dave. Good. Thank you so much yeah, for taking good. the time, Mr. President. Well, you go ahead. You go ahead, David. You've been a good friend. Well, thank you. You've been an amazing friend and amazing president to all of us. And I've, I put it out on my social media. I let everybody know that we were going to be doing this interview today. And I was absolutely flooded with not just messages of love and support for you. So many of my followers wanted you to know how much they love you and they're praying for you and they believe in you. And then I got a lot of great questions as well. Okay, well, let's go. So, so many people right now in the country feel like it's over. They feel like it's too late. They feel like the 2020 election was rigged and that they got away with it. Yet in your rallies, Mr. President, I hear you say that we are just getting started and that the best is yet to come. What does that mean to you? The best is yet to come. Well, the election was rigged, David. It was rigged. You know it was rigged. And you just look at the Arizona audit and all the things that they found and uh, incorrectly reported by the fake news. But they found uh, thousands and thousands, much more than you'd need, thousands and thousands of uh, the votes that were, were just uh, false and disgusting or phantom or anything you want to call it, uh, far more than would be needed to overturned. And you have other states now, as you know, looking at it very strongly. And 
we'll have to see what happens. I mean, it's uh, moving along, and Arizona is moving along. They continue to push. Uh, the Senate in Arizona was very brave, frankly. But now if you look at other states, whether it's Michigan or whether it's Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, uh, they're all going forward, and we'll see what happens. I don't need many of them. I need two, two or three, depending on size. And uh, we're going to see what happens, but uh, it's a disgrace, and our country is going to hell if you look at what's happening. Just take a look at the, the current events with Afghanistan, the withdrawal where well, we lost those incredible soldiers and many wounded, by the way, that nobody talks about, and $85 billion worth of the best military equipment in the world. It's a disgrace. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. Yeah, it's an absolute disgrace. And even more of a disgrace is the fact that most of the mainstream media and even Joe Biden continues to try to blame you. It's disgusting. He hasn't followed anything that you put in, in well, play. Well, they do. And all they do is, all they have to do is if they didn't take the military out first, what fool would take the military out first? They took the military out. They left the Americans behind. They left the equipment behind. The military wasn't there. What can they do? They, they, it, it was over. The other side didn't have to fire a shot. They took over the equipment. They took over the country without even firing a shot. Who would take, who would take out your military first? A child would know better. Yeah. It's a disgrace. Yeah, and then they blame everybody else. But uh, and people get it. People get it. People are getting I'll it. I'll tell you who gets it better than anyone, David, are the parents of those 13 yes. incredible warriors. Those, those people, they really get it. They know what happened. And it's uh, unbelievable that that could have happened. And I agree we get out. And I really led the path for getting out. But that final withdrawal would have been easy compared to getting rid of 100% of the ISIS caliphate, which I did, et cetera, et cetera. It would have been very easy but they blew it and they, they did a lot of stupid things. But the big one was taking the military out first. So you have all of these Americans that became instantaneously hostages. Yeah. And, and still you left there. all of that incredible equipment behind. It's such so horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Um, there's there's the, the generals, the top brass right now are actually, you know, this week uh, they're they're speaking. Do you think anything will actually happen? You know, the, the lieutenant colonel Scheller. He actually came out. He said, why isn't anybody being held accountable for the debacle and the death that's taken place uh, at the hands of our military, our 13 brave men and women? He's now thrown in the brig for just daring to ask for accountability. Now we've got the top brass and these generals that are testifying before Congress. Do you think anything will actually happen? Would you think anybody will be held accountable? Well, maybe not. It's one of the greatest miscarriages when you take a look at what happened it's the most embarrassing military event i think in the history of our country and possibly the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened we surrendered to the taliban that has knives and we have uh f-35s okay they have knives we left hundreds of thousands of the finest rifles the uh, the goggles was the night goggles which are better than our soldiers have they're newer models we left tanks. We left planes by, can you imagine not taking out planes? All you do is no. bring in some pilots. They fly them right out. Yeah. And they left these incredible aircraft. Some of them brand new. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in terms of incompetence followed closely by, and not even that closely as bad as the border is. I think Afghanistan is in a class by itself, but, but followed by the border where we have hundreds of thousands and now millions of people flowing into our country, totally 
unchecked. Yeah. We have no idea who they are and what they're doing. So let me ask you this. Um, would you have a plan if you were, I still, you know, for, for the better part of a year before Joe Biden actually became the president on paper, I like to say, that's all he is. He's a president on paper. I don't uh, think he's a legitimate right. president whatsoever. But I said for the better part of a year, if for some Hail Mary chance of a reason, Joe Biden got in office, well, he's in office now. So I'm, st I'm saying now, if there's a Hail Mary chance of a reason that we can get Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, these states to decertify the election and actually for you to take your rightful place as the commander in chief, as you should be of this country, what would your plan be for the millions of illegal aliens that are already in our country and those that are still flooding in? So it was rigged and all of that, and people are looking at it now very strongly and the states are uh, doing things about it. So we'll see what happens with respect to that. Uh, but what you would do is, number one, you have to patch up our military. You know, I rebuilt the military. They gave away a lot of the equipment that I bought. It was brand new. We rebuilt the military. We did Space Force. We did all of these things. We took care, care of our vets better than anybody had ever done it. 92% approval rating on the vets. I mean, think of that. Nobody's ever seen that. It was always horribly run, and we did a great job with that. What you're going to have to do is you're going to see, you're going to have to find out who's coming into our country because people are pouring in. Are they terrorists? Are they murderers? Are they killers? Are they uh, drug dealers? They're all of those things. And we're going to have to find out who they are and we're going to have to get them the hell out. So um, let me switch gears a little you bit. You know, jails, I don't know if you know this, Dave, but jails from other countries, jails are being emptied out into yeah. the United States. Yeah. If you take a look at Guatemala, Honduras, you take a look at El Salvador, maybe Mexico to a large extent. But now it's many other countries because they're coming from other parts of the world. They're coming in from Africa. They're coming in from Asia. They're coming in from other parts of the world. And uh, literally jails are being emptied out into our prisons, being emptied out into our country. Uh, so you got to get those people out. Have we have we passed the May point of no return? Politically correct, but that's the way it is. Have we passed the point of no return in your in your opinion with the 1.4 million estimated illegals that have come in? Like you said, you know, I know I know there's got to be some good people that are in there that are just trying to make a better life for themselves. Who wouldn't want to come to the United <clears throat> States of America? We're the greatest country, the greatest, most benevolent country in the history of the world. There's a lot of people that do want to come, but I agree with you and I understand there's a lot of people that have no care whatsoever for our country or our laws that are getting into this country. Right. Uh, how would we get those people out? And have we passed the point of no return? Are there too many people mm -hmm. in here spread all over the country now as they're being flown all over the country once they get in? Have we passed the point of no return to even actually put a handle on what's taking place? So, David, the, the statement that you just made and the question that you just asked, are we past the point of no return? The answer is no, but it gets tougher every day. When you see the kind of numbers, I'll bet you you're going to have six or seven million people. You know, when you hear 300,000, 400,000, that's just for a short period of time. But you can multiply that times five because most of the people aren't caught. Right. They're not apprehended. They're not stopped. Nothing happens. And the ones that are stopped, we're releasing them anyway, so it doesn't even matter. But you're talking about millions of people are coming into our country. We're going to have to find out who they are, where they came from, and in many cases, you're going to have to get them back. You're going to have to bring them back to their countries where they came from. Yep, I agree. 
I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Project Veritas. I know you uh, have uh, been very privy to some of what James O'Keefe and Project Veritas have done. Yeah. Uh, they've released three very disturbing videos just over the last week, one exposing HHS, one exposing the FDA, and just last night exposing Johnson & Johnson, where two uh, Johnson & Johnson employees literally said kids should not get this vaccine. Have you seen these videos? And if so, what are your thoughts? Well, the problem is, because I think James is fantastic, but the problem is that the fake news media doesn't like putting him on. They don't like, you know, they cancel everything. Like they canceled, to a large extent, the great results from the uh, audit in Arizona. Yeah. And so I know James came up with, I, I heard about it very strongly, but you don't see it very much in the media because they won't put it out. James is incredible, the job he does. Yes. But uh, the media doesn't want to put that stuff out because it makes Biden look bad and they want to protect him at all costs. It's, it's really pretty amazing, actually. So Joe is for mandatory vaccines, literally saying that companies with over 100 employees should mandate the vaccines for all their employees. I know I've heard you say it before, but I want you to set the record straight. Would you ever be for mandatory vaccines for our country? It's not necessary for a different reason. You know, when I was president, there was nobody backing up on vaccines. Everybody wanted the vaccine. Now nobody wants the vaccine. And I'm very proud of the vaccine. I did the vaccines in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five years. So I'm very proud of the vaccines. I took it. You might have taken it. A lot of people I know took it. But, you know, you can't take away people's freedoms. I will say this. When I was president, there was no backup on the vaccine. Everybody was trying to get it. And we gave out millions and millions of doses. I mean, literally. And it was run much better than it is now. And now all of a sudden you have people backing up. And that's because they don't trust Biden. Well, and I'll say this. You know, while I appreciate your Operation Warp Speed and putting everything in motion, uh, the companies that actually created the vaccines, I think, is what people have an issue with. Uh, I have not taken the vaccine. I believe it's my body, my choice. I believe that my God-given immune system Good. is going to be better. Uh, than, than anything else, but the adverse reactions that we're hearing about, the adverse reactions that the nurse uh, that works for HHS shared that are taking place in people, the mainstream media is stifling it. They don't want people to hear about it. I'm wondering if you're concerned about those adverse reactions that are starting to be reported a lot widely, a lot more widely now. Well, I'm more concerned with the mainstream media because I think they're so corrupt, if you want to know the truth. I think the vaccines have saved millions of lives. Maybe maybe tens of millions of lives worldwide. I think, I really think this would have been another 1917 where they lost almost a hundred million people. I think this would have been something would have been horrible, but I'm, I'm very concerned about another part of the question. And that's where you talk about the mainstream media because they do cover up, they cover up a lot of things and that is getting to be very dangerous and it's never happened like it has now. Yeah, that's so true. The mainstream media, even in one of the videos, Johnson & Johnson, the employee said, don't listen to the mainstream media. They are the enemy of the people. Uh, I was praying about this interview today, Mr. President, and I really felt like I should ask you this question. Uh, kind of a personal question, but I just felt led to ask you, how important and how much of an impact did your mother play in your role of being the champion for America that you are right now? Well, a very important part, and I had a great mother, a wonderful mother, and she uh, she worked very hard, and she was very smart. She came from Scotland, and she was uh, just a terrific person, and she had a big impact on me, absolutely. Both my parents did. I had great parents. That's so good.
And uh, I got one more question for you. I know you used to, uh, the, the country's so divided right now. I think this will speak to a lot of people. You used to uh, identify as a Democrat, then you identified as an independent. What led you to become the champion that you are now for the conservative Republican Party? So I, th I saw what was happening with the Democrats, and this was happening a long time ago. And as I got more and more involved politically, I just realized I was a Republican and conservative. And, you know, it's uh, it's done well for, for the country. You look at all the tax cuts and all of the things that we've done, the regulation cuts maybe are even more important than the tax cuts. So prior to COVID, we had the greatest economy in the history of the world. There was never anything close to it. And even afterwards, before I left office, it, things were great. We had very low inflation. Uh, gasoline was doing about a dollar eighty-seven, less than two dollars a gallon. Now it's five and a half dollars a gallon. That alone creates inflation because everything needs the, you know, energy and the fuel, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's we had we did a great job, and uh, you know I made we made a lot of good decisions, and they're not making good decisions now. And the worst of them all in terms of the embarrassment to our country was Afghanistan. Yeah. And I, I will tell you, there's nobody, people from Europe call me, they see what's going on on our border and they can't even believe it. We're like, a, we've become like a third world country. Yes. Unfortunately, we have. We need your leadership. My t-shirt right now says, make tweets mean again. I sure would love some mean tweets and some real leadership yeah. in the Oval Office, Mr. President. Well, we just need leadership. You don't need mean or nice <laughs> tweets, actually. You just need you need leadership. You need a really proper decisions because the decisions made over the last eight months, I mean, look at where we've gone. Yeah. Our country is being destroyed. So I don't want to leave it with such a negative note. It can be brought back, but uh, every day is, is very tough on our country. A lot of bad decisions and, frankly, a lot of bad people. Yeah, and I don't think your, your tweets were mean. I think a lot of them were just very direct and people, uh, they have hurt They're feelings. Direct, there's, yeah. there's a lot of so soy boys and girls out there. Well, I hope you know yeah. how proud I have been to have you as our president, greatest president of my lifetime. You have so many people that are praying for you, believing for you, and hoping that you get back into your rightful place as commander-in-chief of this country soon. Well, you've been my friend right from the beginning, and I won't forget it. And go keep doing well with the media and everything else you're doing. We're proud of you. Thank you so much, Mr. President. God bless you. Thank I'll you for joining you. me today. I'll see you soon. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. And there you have it, friends. Are you kidding me? An interview with the greatest president that we've ever had, potentially one of the greatest presidents in the history of this country, a man that is standing up for truth, that's standing up for justice, that doesn't mind the constant onslaught of attacks from the mainstream media and other political pundits. He's in this for us. He's fighting for us. He's fighting for America. And he gave an interview to little old me. I don't I have a big network. But uh, as he said, we've been friends. And I hope that that's just the first of many, many uh, interviews to come. I'm waiting for my in-person interview with him. Uh, I believe that's going to happen as well. So I cannot forget to tell you, friends, my sponsor for today's show, Mike Lindell. Get over to MyPillow.com. Mike is another patriot that is fighting for us, that's fighting for truth, that's bringing a case to the Supreme Court that could shift and change everything in our country, and that's what we need. So get over there. Mike said he's going to keep that code TRUMP2020 up because he believes 
It's not over. So use that code TRUMP2020 at MyPillow.com. Find yourself something nice. And uh, friends, you'll be supporting him, and he'll know that you heard it here. So please share this. I think these questions were great. Americans wanted to know the truth. They wanted answers to some of these questions. I'm glad that he said he's all about personal autonomy. He's not about mandates. He's not about taking away our freedoms. He's about justice, truth, and, uh, and we need that. We need that. So please share this, share this episode or podcast with 10, 15, 25 friends, and we'll see you next time. David J. Harris Jr. here signing out. God bless.